reach for the sky, boy. Rolex work. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Doing the Favor Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Brown. You can follow me on Twitter at EricBrown740, but of course, always follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok by searching at Doing the Favor. With me, as always, he's the sexual, intellectual, leader of the Husky Army, and a man who uh, I feel bad for because his football team is indeed going through a re. Yes, we are. We are uh, currently seeking uh, a head coach. We're, see- we're seeking some front office people. Uh, we're probably going to be seeking some position players. Uh, the Giants are in full rebuild, I believe. So <laughs> I feel bad. Happens. I feel bad to play the I told you so card right now. But I think in like week five, I told you this. No, you can't never jump off the ship week five. I know, but I was never on the ship. I was just the outside looking in. You know, when you're like in, the, when you're, in the sky, just looking at your ship, you know, and so knowing that shit's going down. When you're in the storm, you can't see what's outside. So we was uh, in the storm. We rode it out though. We rode it out. We'll be I'll be right back on the same ship fucking next year. So So this week we are going to continue our watch along series, which is pretty cool. I enjoy. Um since it's Royal Rumble month, we are going to do the Royal Rumble 1997. One of the funnest Royal Rumbles. A very fun finish to it, I, I think. Uh, we'll talk about that. A lot of great, One of my favorite spots in the history of the Royal Rumble takes place in this, in this match. I'm very excited to talk about that. <laughs> and Yeah, man. It's, it's fun. Barry, where were you at in January of 1997? Oof. I was... Uh... I was in eighth grade. Eighth grade? January 1997? Yeah, because 97, so August. I graduated in 2000. Right, you're two years behind me. Your math's off. You were a freshman in high school. Maybe. I was, I would, if, if it was, if I was a freshman, I was lighting people up on the freshman basketball team from about 30, 35 feet away from the basket. I'm sure that shot was going over well in 1997, a 15-year-old basketball game. Uh, my coach literally said, if I put you in and you don't shoot, I will set you down. I had, the, I, had the, I had the green light from anyone. Come on, dog. So, 1997, Eric Brown was a junior at Jewett-Sio High School. I was uh, on the varsity basketball team. Uh, second guy off the bench, I was a pretty average basketball player, above average Average, slightly above average, nothing great, but really good team. Uh, getting ready for a baseball season, though, where I hit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about how I hit 441. Talk about how I stole 22 and then things. I think in the 20s somewhere around. I remember the average. I don't remember the exact numbers, but I remember the stolen bases were in the 20s. Never got caught stealing. Not that's why you're a professional when you got 18. You can go to them liquor stores in Sio. It was more stolen bases than games we played. Well, that's just being 
when you're on base, you know, when you're out there looking like Ricky Henderson, I mean, what are you supposed to do? I think there was only one game the entire season I didn't get on base. Oof. Yeah, and it was funny because we scored like 20 runs that game, and I didn't get on base. You were you so. were the guy. You were like, fuck. Everybody else stepped I, up that game. I think I got. I think I left the game early. It was you know, put the put the put the B squad in at that point. But yeah, we're going to talk about 1997 Royal Rumble. I was watching wrestling at this time. Uh, it was very very popular. Stone Cold was just not the Stone Cold like hype train had not fully 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 he's fully simmer, hit. Yeah, he's but it is right fucking here. getting really fucking hot here. So this is going to be really fun. This is in San Antonio. It's the Alamo Dome. Barry has. Has this queued up? Where Barry, where you got this queued up at? 122.44. 122.44. So I'll give you guys a second to get there. So I'm just going to give you this. In 1997, the number one song year end was Candle in the Wind by Elton John. Okay. Beautiful. So, normal hip hop song. What's normal hip hop song? I'll be missing you, Puff Daddy. Yeah, see. Biggie died. All that yeah. was going on. Wild, um, wild, wild, wild stuff. Was this the top movie? Was L.A. Confidential supposedly beat out Titanic? I don't believe that. Bunch of fuck. I guess at that point, but. Titanic was a bunch of fucking white people floating in the ocean. And then old boy hangs on an iceberg and freezes to death. And Rose is like, fuck it. I'll just marry this next guy. Moron. Again, I'm going to continue a very braggadocious tone I have during this. Okay. But I was, uh, I, I, Titanic was like a cheat card. For taking girls on dates. Which later became the notebook. Go ahead. <laughs> but that was the original. Titanic was pre-notebook. That was 17. Yep. Yeah. Do, do the math, folks. I was notebook I, era. I, 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 cashed, I, I cashed in. I had a nice time. Everyone had a nice time. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. Nice Let's just say that. Uh, all right. Without further ado, we're at Royal Rumble 1997. We're in the fucking Alamo Dome. We're in San Antonio, home of Deontay Saunders. Absolute Mr. gem of a human being. Do what? Mr. Blessed Hands. Man, just an absolute gem of a human being. I love that guy. So I'm going to go ahead and hit a countdown, say the P word. We're going to go in three, two, one, play. Oh. Alamo Dome, fairly big arena, right? They're, they're, they were banking on Shawn Michaels selling this bitch out. Did he? Uh, he had a he had a great supporting cast. <laughs> All this Cole. I'm gonna pull up as we talk. So I'm curious about it. What a what a sign there. This is like the last of like the new generation logos for the Royal Rumble, right? Because the next year you go with the Pinheads Steve Austin yep. poster. They had 60,000 people here. Somebody's got the four horsemen shirt. 60,477. It was a January 19th, 1997. Wow. Check them out. Right. 
very 90s. This is, I mean, Attitude Era shifts later on, but this is, oh, here we go. Oh, there we go. We are the nation. Coming out, Woofy D, JC Ice, PG-13. With Crush. Clarence Mason. That is quite the combination of human beings right there. (laughs) (laughs) That is. They're D-Lo. Is that D-Lo in the back? No way that's D-Lo. Coming out in the... I can't get over how big that place is. Yeah. Is that where the Spurs played? But they covered a lot of that shit up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you got Kona. Crush here coming out, obviously, with the <clears throat> early remnants of the nation and what it was going to be. Ah, wow, it's just so wild to see that, like, so, like, bare bones and early on. And then you got Master of the Pearl River Plunge. Ahmed My Johnson. Man, Ahmed Johnson. I always thought, man, he's a massive, massive, he's full. Massive blown up individual. Yeah, and then he he made the mistake of hurting Ron Simmons. I'm looking at his triceps. Like that doesn't even look good lord. And then at some point I'm sure his uh tights will go straight up his ass. Right. As they do in every uh, match. Every match. I always like the knee pads on the thighs. Thought that was a good look for Ahmed, too. Well, probably because he was hurting everybody. Look at him. He's the ultimate warrior in it here. Just pounding on Crush? Yeah. Crush knew that clothesline wasn't going to be cool, and he just stood there. Until he stopped He stopped his run and just took that shit. Because <laughs> Ahmed was coming 80 mile an hour at him. If you guys aren't watching, you should see Crush and Ahmed Johnson awkwardly roll on the mat here as Crush desperately tries to protect himself. Yeah. But I'm I, I don't know. just want go ahead. I was saying if you haven't heard the story about when he hurt Ron Simmons, it is uh, def, definitely worth a listen. He had when Simmons had the Farouk gear on, like when he had the Spartan helmet and shit. Mm-hmm. He kicked he kicked him and and like ruptured his spleen or something. <clears throat> and they said Ron Simmons wouldn't talk to anybody for like two weeks or however long it was, six weeks. He was out. And the first his first match back, they booked him with Ahmed Johnson. And uh Delo says it was a sellout. He goes, Everybody fucking knew what was coming. He goes, and Ron <laughs> Simmons fucking annihilated him. And and nobody could do nothing about it. I was like, so the, early one, on, the one guy in the locker room <laughs> that you don't want to fuck with. Here you come, not Razor Ramon, Rick Bogner. Yeah. So this is Razor Ramon's only appearance in the Royal Rumble, but it was, wasn't as Scott Hall. Kind of a weird thing, but they were having problems with, Jesus Christ, those punches. Rick Bogner's awful. <laughs> Terrible. They were having trouble with the countdown clock and the music. 
beginning early on in this match. So if you watch it without us talking, you actually listen to Vince. It's you can tell he's like irritated by everything that's going on at this point. And Wagner gets thrown out. But for commentators, you got Vince, Jim Ross, Jerry Lawler, Carlos Cabrera, Arturo Rivera, Hugo Savinovich on the Spanish announced team, and the Rougeau brothers on the French announced team. Referees, you got Tim White, Mike Kyoto, Jack Dunn, and Earl Hebner. And the ring announcer, of course, Howard Finkel. And me and Eric Brown, if you're listening to this. And me and me and yeah. Barry Frost and I, if you're doing the watch along. But it's pretty cool. Royal Rumble season. I was gonna watch Royal Rumbles anyway. That's what I do. I drink wine and watch Royal Rumbles in January. Where's all man going? He just, he just eliminated, eliminated, he just eliminated himself. himself to chase after Ron Simmons. He couldn't jump between the second rope. No. No, he had to all the way over that bitch. They're crushing there by himself. He's like, I won. And is his tattoo like rubbing off here? <laughs> here you got Phineas Godwin coming out. So, <laughs> it's just funny because you see like the eliminations and see Razor Ramon was Johnson, then Ahmed Johnson himself. And early spoiler, folks, that's not going to be the first time this match. No. <laughs> Eric Spot's coming up. I can't wait. Fucking Phineas laying the fucking leather here. In a sweatshirt and overalls. Hillbilly Jim. Why's he got a sweatshirt on? Good Lord. Don't go messing with a country boy. Uh, I believe he's like a, a very, very well-respected chef now, I think Bruce Pritchard said. Yeah. That's cool. I like seeing these guys like go on and like have successful careers in something else. You know what I mean? Just the fun of the rain. That's, that's awesome. They didn't like blow their fucking money. Like they yeah. expanded, you know. Like wrestling wasn't their whole life. Yeah. There's more, life than, there's more to life than wrestling, right? I mean, tweet that and see much hate you get. Jesus Lord. I'm not going to be, I'm going to behave this whole episode. Behaving this whole episode, by the way. No. Yes. Not when, not when Mill Maskers comes out. Well, that's going to be different, but I'm not going to rail <laughs> on it. I don't enjoy talking current wrestling anymore. Just leave it at that. Who does? You know, who the fuck does? Way too many fucking loudmouths on the internet. That's who does. Oh. Yeah, that's but if they, if they sat back and were like, I wonder who really gives a fuck about my opinion. I bet they wouldn't do it anymore. Right. Uh-oh. Now, look. Just kind of a bland. Here comes Stone Cold. He's just like, eh. Not an enormous pop, though, right? Now, he doesn't right. look like the fans are going ballistic or anything like that. He's slowly walking to the ring. Got the vest on. Made the weird mistake of not taking the vest completely off where he got in the ring. Gets jumped by Phineas Godwin, as Crush looks on. He'll be the gyms on the outside writing his Hall of Fame speech. Oh. The crush is just a, another just huge guy, right? Well, this is isn't this when he got like arrested in Hawaii for a bunch yep. of fucking guns and drugs and shit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, wild, just wild individual. Well, you know what? It was weird. Not weird. I I was I should I don't know, but. A lot of those guys like Spock speak extremely highly of him and love yeah. him. 
Like Macho Man, I guess, did a lot of campaigning for him, especially around like WrestleMania eight, nine times as Phineas just eliminates Crush. So that would appear to be the end of our Crush talk, other than saying the Undertaker and Macho Man really liked him. And Stone Cold just screaming in Phineas's face, giving him the business, throwing his fat ass over top of the rope. He's oh. done. There's fucking big elimination for Stone Cold. Stone Cold talking that shit, looking young. Man. About to be the biggest driver. Here comes Bart Gunn. He's, I'm, I'm looking here. Stone, and this is the no knee braces. Stone. Well, Cold. he has like knee pads on. They look like they have wraps at the top and bottom of his knee. So maybe like a, like a more like a neoprene brace, but pre like yeah, these aren't traditional knee pads he's wearing. They look way more like yeah. a knee brace you would buy. Bart, Bart Gunn, not long for this world. He's eliminated already. Uh, yeah, it looks like something you buy at Walmart. It's like a sleeper, not quite the, like the bionic redneck yet. Don't push ups in the ring. Conserve that <laughs> energy, son. Conserve yeah. that energy. Here's one of the, the infamous spot, right? Gets in the yeah. corner, starts talking that shit. And looks, well, not yet. No, wipes his nose. Now he's going to be thinking, fuck, I got to entertain these people. Look at the clock. Look at the watch. That's the famous picture right there. <laughs> yeah. I tweeted you. I, I, I don't know if you saw the tweet where I, I plastered your head on top of that. You did. I saw it. <laughs> Countdown clock down to one, zero. Give me a circle looking out. It's fucking... Jake Roberts. Jake the Snake. Coming out here, built like a bag of milk. <laughs> Jake's 300 pounds. Not looking. Yeah, this is... Jake was... Like he was going through it here. Yeah. What this snake is, is this? Six... Oh, fuck. Lucifer, I'm guessing? Punches still look good. Yeah. But he's just, he looks rough. Physically. You going to hit him with that short arm? Oh, yeah. Wrist lock, wrist lock, turn him over, lean into it, sell it. He's done a lot without making a lot of movement here, too, by the way. Yeah. I mean, punches, the wrist lock. His facial expressions. Yeah, he's, yeah. For as bad as he looks, I mean, he's. Still he's a fucking worker. Yeah, he's yeah, a still worker. Still his ass off, obviously. Doesn't let go of the wrist, though. Oh, they get the snake out of the ring, finally. Jake came in and threw the snake in the ring. There's somebody in a Cowboys jersey back there talking shit in an Emmett jersey. Somebody should punch that motherfucker right in the face. Yeah, actually, in the, uh, actually in the football world, the Denver Broncos are fitting to beat the uh, Green Bay Packers in a huge upset. John Elway, baby. Here comes British Bulldog. Massive. Right. He's full. Looking looking like a British Ultimate Warrior coming out here though, with the with the with the boots and the tassels on the arms. He's gonna come in. He's got Stone Cold in the corner working. And Jake was eliminated by Stone Cold, by the way, as all that was going on. Uh, boost to the corner on Stone Cold. Jake kind of did his job, though. Kind of slowed down Stone Cold a little bit. I feel like that's probably what they wanted out of him there. Time filler. 
I think it's clear that we know we we can see who the uh, who's going to fill the worker role in this Royal Rumble. Yeah. That and they're they're tying angles up here. They're setting up WrestleMania. There's a, there's a lot that actually happened in this this Rumble that makes it really really good. Right. This is one of my favorite ones. Actually, I started watching it last night. I was like, hold up, let's fucking let's do a watch along tomorrow with this. This looks I forgot, forgot how fun this is. And and Bulldog, they're a couple. I'd say they're a few months away here from reforming the Heart Foundation. Yeah. And that that gimmick there. We got the countdown clock here. It was a 90 second clock at the time, and if you look at all the times, I think 27 or 25 of the 28 were like within five seconds of that 90 seconds. Well, who's this bear? This is Pure Oath. Yes. P-I-E-R-R-O-T-H. Pyroth. Pyroth. Yeah, they, uh, they had that working agreement with, what, CMLL? Yeah. No. Which did not last long. <laughs> no. Not at all. And uh, what was it? Was it SummerSlam 97 where they brought in, like, Max Mini and shit? Mm-hmm. And he got over huge, that little dude did. Speaking of making towns, did you see me last week? I did. What the hell? Like you don't have enough going on. You're you make time to go visit Steve over at PPW. Yeah. Then you travel to the estate. You mm-hmm. go up and see Drew. What's going mm-hmm. on? Yeah, it was. Uh, I think they were both in situations where they just need a guest host. So I don't want to sound like <laughs> it's like they really need me. It was just You're like, not gonna put yourself hey, over. Man, you free for an hour this evening? That type thing. Uh, no, it was fun because actually both times, like, I just made sense. I actually worked out that I did have a free time at that moment, so it was fun. I got to talk Browns with, with Drew and got to talk uh, just basic collecting with Steve. I feel like both conversations kind of went in different directions, especially the collecting. Steve's uh, Steve collection, his basement fascinates me. That VHF, the movie store gimmick, and all that—that's it's such a cool deal. The salt. The salt and the iron cheek. Yeah. And he could still walk. Jesus. Just all over the sheik. I mean, sheiky, baby. I fucked that. I still like that he won the gimmick battle royal at WrestleMania 17 because he could go over the top rope. Yes. Beautiful. And, uh, but Steve's basement. I feel like when I listen to Steve's show, he doesn't put me over enough. Uh-oh. You know what I mean? I, I just feel like he doesn't put me over enough. Uh-oh. I knew, I knew something. I knew something negative was coming. <laughs> no, they said people actually, like, they, like, borrow the case and he has to, like, write it down and shit. Like an actual, like, video store. Do they really? Because he has to keep track of it. Makes sense. Does he ch- but does he charge him, like, two bucks up for three I days? Hope so. or- I yeah, hope so. I would fucking do that. And when you'd have to pick up the little number and he goes down and pulls it out. You know what? I'm not like I could totally get into the whole like VCR thing and, and the whole like vintage viewing and all that. I think that's like a really cool thing. If if I had like a Steve that lived close to me and that was like a possibility in my life where I could borrow that <laughs> shit, I I think I might get into it. That's easier. Yeah. T- I have a few VHS. Well, I can't actually. That's a fucking lie. Um. In my here we closet, go. Business I gotta shut up. up. I gotta hold this story. 
Business just picked up because my man Mill Masteris just fucking came into the ring, dude. Take and a over. lot of shit's about to take place. Take over. I'm going to shut up. That is what a pro wrestler looks like right there. His chest, long arms. There's a legend coming to the ring. I think it was CMML. He's probably the one that helped put all that together. Him and Sultan going right at it. Mill Masters, half the people don't know who he is, I'm sure. Well, it's, it's San Antonio. I'm sorry. I don't want to discredit the good people of San Antonio. But if you only watched mainstream WWE, chances are you didn't know who he was. Am I wrong in saying that? No, you're correct. He was also on the first uh, cover of Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Yeah, I mean, how, old is dude, how old is he right here? Oh, fuck. And, well, the first issue of PWI was 79. He was born July 15th, 1942. Okay. So 42, so he's, to, so he's 55? He's 55 here. Beautiful. His brother, Dose. Now, did Mill Maskers get buried in his mask? Is that a real thing? I feel like I heard that at some point. Oh, well, he's still alive. Is he still alive? Did I bury the man already? <laughs> I thought Mill was the fuck still alive. We gotta look that up. I thought he was done. He was making movies in 2007. Mill Maskers versus the he's, Aztec Mummy. He's there. 19th. Uh, he's 79 years old, though. You know what? That's my bad. Shout out Mill Maskers for still being alive. And this was a hey, and this motherfucker has had four very successful marriages. <laughs> so take that for what you fucking uh during all that that was going on, we missed Triple H coming out as we were looking up facts. <laughs> but the aristocrat Hunter Hurst Helmsley makes his way out here. He's Working with Will Maskers in the corner. There goes the salt eliminated by British Bulldog. He's done. Uh, Matt Maskers plays a nut shot on Triple H. <laughs> Look how Mill Maskers is built. Look how long his arms are. And he's got his fucking he's got his he's got his trunks pulled up to his tits. Oh, he's five foot eleven. <laughs> and his arms belong on a guy that's fucking six eight, six nine. <laughs> His wingspan's fucking yeah. His wingspan's six five. He's not doing a whole lot here, man. He's he's no. looking to make his move, and he just backs out a lot. Oh, he just no sold a punch to the back by Piero, and they're just gonna kind of lay on the ropes for a little bit. And he tells him so, he's but, like, "You're fucking fired when we get back to fucking Mexico." And here we got Owen's heart, Owen Owen Hart with a slammy. Yeah. I got a buddy here in town that just he's a big Owen Hart fan, and the whole slammy thing. He talks about that. every time we get drunk and he talks about wrestling. Turn, we'll buy Owen and him slamming. <laughs> Tell me that wasn't something great. Every time, never fails. Uh, Mill just oh nope. Well, he eliminated Piero, but he Piero just did the whole thing where he fell. To also rolled back in. Go also, what is Alberto Del Rio's uncle? Mill Mascaris is. Yes. That's, I've, yes, I have heard that. So. <laughs> Mill Maskris made his pro wrestling debut July 20th, 1963. He was 21. So he's 34 years in the business right here. As Owen came in and eliminated the Bulldog. Which they'll be tag team champions in like five months. 
Well, he had to explain. I feel like he felt like he had to explain it here, too. Like, it's for the belt. Because, of course, the winner is supposed to get a, <coughs> chan- a main event chance of the WWE Championship. WWE Championship, and, of course, that does not happen. I said bullshit right there. I was like, <laughs> bullshit. Here comes Gold Dust. <laughs> Still right. Fucking work. He looks, ex- he looks, I mean, I think he might look better now. Yeah. No, but if you guys don't know, this actually this match is not the main event of the Royal Rumble. Uh, Sean and Sid is, and of course Sean wins and then loses a smile. Right. I'm just laughing at Owen Hart fucking working with Mil Mascaris. You're really enjoying that, aren't you? Well, you can just tell Owen's fucking with him, like. <laughs> Like, dude, I would fucking wrap circles around you. Triple H still suffering from the curtain call here. Uh, he would mm-hmm. go on to win the King of the Ring that, this year. <clears throat> look at Owen on the ring with Mill Masters. <laughs> Trying everything he can to make Mill Masters look good here. That's yeah, quite, that's I, what... you know, what's, that's quite the gear by Mill Masters, though. Right? Very sparkly. Is everybody trying to get gold dust out? Because I guess he's viewed as the biggest guy. I don't know. Did Maskers just grab Austin by the ears? He did. <laughs> he's he really he's still working the ears. Cauliflower and them babies up. You gotta be shitting me. Cybernetico. Is here. Okay, legendary figure. Goes right at Masker. Starts working over the corner. Thank God Austin got away from that brutal ear hole. Right. Because that was just... That was a hindrance right there. Mill's fucking pissed. And I was like, dude, I don't even want to sell right now. And you're over there fucking with me. (laughs) He's giving him shoot slaps. Yeah. Shoot punches to the head. Potatoing the fuck out of him. Whatever other nerdy term I can use. Like, dude. Always threatening to pull the mask. Yeah. There we got Owen come over working Austin's neck. Which he breaks eight months from now. I think I get maskers out of here. The big knee lift. He doesn't sell hardly at all. There's a shot to the ribs. He doesn't sell it all. There's a headbutt to the corner. He doesn't sell it all. <laughs> he returns fire. He does return fire immediately. <laughs> oh, he's a show unto himself, man. People wonder why the motherfucker was on top for 50 fucking years. Because he, he ran the promotion, probably. Yeah, he refused to do jobs. He oh, Cybernetico out. Eliminated by Mill Masterisk. Look at Sable. Oh, Masters eliminates the other guy, too, Pierre Austin. And then, it, here we go, folks. He's going to take to the top rope after eliminating two guys, and for no reason, flying crossbody to the to the floor, Masters has eliminated himself. He comes back in, I guess, acting like he doesn't know, but according to Bruce Pritchard, this was actually negotiated before, because Masters does no jobs. Unbelievable booking. 
Right. Oh. Just great. Oh, so no, he, he, he eliminates all the Latino wrestlers, and then he eliminates himself. Yes. Okay. That's exactly what happened. Triple H goes down. Got Miro working Goldust in the corner. You got Sable on the outside looking in. Austin. So basically, you have Owen, Austin, Goldust, and uh, Miro in the ring right now. And Mara was the 16th entrance. So we're just over the halfway point here. Four former Intercontinental Champions. Not bad. The outside of the ring, not too bad right now. No. Marlena and Sable out there. Yeah. And 97. Lot Master of- is still walking to the back. And here comes the Latino lover. The Latin lover. The Latin lover. I'm sorry. What do, you, what, what do you remember about the Latin lover, Barry? I remember that Al Perez was the fucking Latin heartthrob, and he would have fucking killed this guy. <laughs> Shockingly, Latin lover is not long for this world. Oh, and you know what? I hate to say this. Will Masters, not the last guy to eliminate himself in this rumble. What? We have three self-eliminations in this Royal Rumble. Okay. As weird as that is. Because they refuse to do jobs? I don't know about... Well, Ahmed jumped over. Ahmed might have refused to do a job. I don't know. Do they have the power to refuse to do a job? Owen skins the cat beautifully. He thinks he's Ricky Steamboat. Latin lover missed a dropkick on gold dust. Hurts his wrist somehow, he says. Owen eliminates goal. Owen has fucking wreaked havoc in this Royal Rumble. With that fucking bowl cut. Fucking Mark Marrow is over here giving Austin the bet. He's like, you beat me at King of the Ring, motherfucker. Oh, there here comes, comes Here comes a beast of a human being. <laughs> Ron Simmons, a.k.a. Farouk here. Wasn't Farouk Assad anymore. No. He's going to come in and just work the Latin lover immediately. Yeah, and that poor fucker never had a chance. No, he's done. He gets flipped out by Ron Simmons easily. Oh, big clothesline by Austin on Simmons. Middle of the ring. Simmons no-sells. It jumps right up. They start exchanging blows. Here comes Ahmed again with a board. Who that's that's very awkward. He's hitting him but not hitting him. Ron Simmons goes over the top rope and eliminates himself to get away from Ahmed. That was the weirdest looking spot ever. Ron Simmons started run run away from him, then didn't quite run away from him, and then you could tell that fucking Ahmed wanted no parts of hurting him. Yeah. No, he'd already he had his ass whooped at this point. Ahmed's got his tight straight up his ass. They, he, the guy just, the man just constantly rustles in a wedgie. It's got to be <laughs> uncomfortable. There went Mark Marrow. Stone Cold in there by himself again. And then here comes, is this the hitman where he does the famous facial expression? You're so terrible. No, it's Savio Vega. Don't spoil it, man. 
Los Bariqua, hands up high. These guys work together a lot. Yeah. They did that Caribbean strap match and shit mm-hmm. in your house. Yeah. TNT down in Puerto Rico. 64,000 people at a Royal Rumble in 1997. It was, it was booming. Shawn Michaels, did Shawn sell that house out? No. Shawn sit on top? Like I said, he had a tremendous supporting cast. Cold-blooded. Salvio was down there when Bruiser Brody got murdered. He was. Stone Cold working his ass off, and there goes Salvio Vega. Not long for this world. He lasted 29 seconds. Look at that little Stone Cold is going to lay in the ring. He's about the the third or fourth time he's in there by himself. Yeah. Bring him on, babe. Lay on the mat, waving the next guy in. Awesome. Look at some of these haircuts. This again, this isn't quite where like you're gonna have the turn from Bretton Austin this upcoming WrestleMania. Yeah. Here comes Jesse James. Oh shit. The real so he's, uh, he's currently not working for WWE and he has a uh, you know sometimes these guys they get freedom with their accounts and they can do whatever they want I'm not criticizing one or the other but he is very political Ooh. you see Hulk Hogan thinks that Betty White died from the vaccine I seen that you retweeted that <laughs> what the fuck The conspiracy Hulkster. theory Hulk conspiracy theory Hulk Hogan. Not shocked that guy exists. Stone Cold again eliminates Jesse Jesse James. So Jesse James is in there for 46 seconds. So the last three guys, Farouk 41 seconds, Sabio Vega 29 seconds, and Jesse James 46 seconds. Time fillers. Well, I think it's actually really good booking. Right. Because you have this, you know. Him just mowing everyone down. And then, you know, you have suspense. Who's coming out? Who's coming out? You're at uh, Jesse James's 20th. You have the 21st person coming out. Get the countdown clock. Stone Cold feeling real good about himself. He's been talking that shit, waving people out. Sitting on the top rope, getting his breath. He's looking down. Here comes the famous face. What the fuck? We got the Hitman music. As soon as he hears that, his fucking head... Shoots up, and here comes Bret Hart right now, pointing at Stone Cold. They yeah, have a thing going on. They wrestled at Survivor Series, am I correct? Yeah, yeah. So they are, they're in it right now. They will be meeting up at WrestleMania 13 in that famous, famous, famous match. Oh man, this is beautiful. They go right to the ring. They just start exchanging punches, and that shit looks fantastic, right? Yeah, there's no, there's not too many eliminations after, like real quick after this this one. Well, hold on, <laughs> hold that thought for one moment. I do have the advantage of looking all the time. I'm here, saying so. there's there's only what nine more guys left. Yeah, there's nine only, only nine more guys to come out. Yeah, so I mean, and you know who the final four are, so. 
I don't think there's too many more quick eliminations. Stone Cold getting their upper hand on Brett. Kind of. They're exchanging punches a little bit. But, yeah, man, everyone kind of – you can tell the energy in the building kind of picked up a little bit when Brett came out for sure. Everyone's kind of – everyone – all their attention to the ring now. Before, there was a lot of wandering, you know, the Royal Rumbles, have those lull moments, whatever, whatever. Sharpshooter time as we hit zero. Man, Brett just timed that shit up perfect, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, we got Jerry Lawler leaving the fucking announcer's desk. The king. The king's going to enter the Royal Rumble. I remember this. guys behind him hyping him up. Yeah. Now I remember <laughs> I remember why you uh, you said, hold that thought. <laughs> hold that thought. Yeah, I remember this now. And king's out. Four seconds. <laughs> So not quite, at this point, not quite Bushwhacker Luke. But, which up to this point was, I don't know, man. Mill Masters might have been the most entertaining elimination I've ever seen. <laughs> the Bushwhackers are pretty dope. They did a little stupid. They did out in, gra- grabbed, and, and threw out. It's an audio podcast, but I'm doing the gimmick with my arms. And Lawler was funny on this because I remember he's McMahon's fucking with him. He's like, what are you talking about, McMahon? I wasn't even in there. (laughs) I like Brett's gear, predominantly black. Yeah. Pink's popping. Got the countdown here. We have number 23 coming out. Two, one. Who we got? Uh oh. Big D. Yeah. Kevin Nash, Big Diesel. I mean, Glenn Jacobs. <laughs> I tried, man. I tried. It is an audio podcast. This is just so awkward. They even did this, right? Right. Glenn Jacobs, monster human being. Yeah. We, of course, we fucking talked about Kane forever in the 2001 Royal Rumble review, but... Phew. You think well, he was embarrassed get, at all? I'm so, well, when you're getting that check, it's like... But, I mean... Him doing this led to basically him getting the fucking break of a lifetime. Yeah. Because Vince is like, well, fuck, he he stuck it out with me doing that bullshit. So let's throw, let's pair him with our fucking, you know, the Undertaker. Let's pair him with our Hall of Famer. Yeah, there's no, uh, not a lot bigger rubs than that. Yeah, Diesel gonna last way too long in this. Right? Way too long. Well, well, let's just say he's a little bit better of a worker than Rick Bogner. Here comes Terry Funk. The man. The lag. And Rolo Texas. We're not Gary. We're an EC. We're gonna wear an ECW, right? Yep. He is. 
was this April of '97? ECW. He he becomes ECW champion. Like three months later. Yeah. Or yeah, April. So this is just what he wrestled in at the time. Yeah. Middle-aged and crazy. Doing salts and everything at this point, too, still? He is. He got he about is. another 10 years of salts in him, too, at this point. <laughs> he Well, think of the following year, he's Chainsaw Charlie. And they take that fucking dumpster uh, bump and shit, him and Cactus. Yeah, him and, him and Mankind and that, that, insanity. Look at this. He's like, wait a second. <laughs> Terry Funk, how dare you fucking save me? Right. Throwing out Red Heart. Fuck you. Now, Glenn Jacobs going to last a long time. Hasn't been very active, though. He's hanging out. He's big. He's pulling the mill maskers. He saw how well it worked. Here comes a blue chipper. The Rock. Rocky Maivia. Foo-foo haircut, blue trunks, blue everything. Shitty name. Nothing wrong with the name. I'm just saying it's not a name that he wanted. He'd rather be himself. Right on his own. Yada, yada, yada. Y'all know. Y'all know the story all, but all too well. Terry Funk tied in the ropes. Man, he's been nonstop fucking acting since he got in there. Right. He's, he's out there fucking standing out. How old was he at this point? Fifty-three. Fifty-two. Look at him at fifty-three and Maskers at fifty-five. Right. And and Terry Funk had way more fucking uh, years of bumps than Mill Maskers. Mill Maskers is fucking not doing jobs. Terry Funk's out here doing fucking jobs. When when Bruce told that story on his show, that was one of the funniest fucking things I ever heard. No yab amigo. That's insane. That's hilarious. In a, in a Royal Rumble. In a Royal Rumble. You think you were going to come win the Royal Rumble? Like, you didn't think that was going to cause a booking problem? Like, yeah, yeah, look, I know I'm in the Rumble, but there's a small problem that I don't fucking lose. That's hilarious. Well, well in Texas, you know, that's, that's down there fucking near Mexico. I can't lose in Texas. <laughs> that's Brett. I can't lose in Canada. Uh-oh. Here comes Mankind. Mankind number 26. We got a lot of motherfuckers in the ring. It's starting to pile up now. We got Mankind coming in. You got Glenn Jacobs as Diesel, Terry Funk. We get back to the ring here. So 27, 20, 29. Rock, Bret Hart, Stone Cold, and Mankind was the 26th entrance. Entrance, I should say. So we got four left. Yes. We know two of them as Vader and Undertaker. How do we know that? Well, I can't say because that'll ruin the end. Exactly. So why even go? We, 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 folks, it's a learning process. We're still in it. We're still, <laughs> we're still in the trenches of this learning process. I just said that well, they're, they're two of the bigger names in the company at the time. Right. So who's the other two is the question, you know? In my mind, is Conan? Is fucking Ariba Larasa Conan coming out as a surprise intro? Is 
super sock, super sock Jose Lothario? Well, he's going to be managing in the main event. Uh-oh. Here we go. Flash Funk. Oh, my. I tell you what. There's not too many more underrated guys than him, in my opinion. I'm sorry. That's fact, yeah. I mean, he was born about 15 years too soon. He would have been a huge star today, I think. Or at least in like 10 years ago, he'd have been a huge star. I just When when him and Ron Simmons did the ghetto street fight Mm -hmm. against Barbarian and uh, Cactus and them, and he did the fucking 450 in like 92, 93, people lost their fucking minds. Right. <clears throat> Which isn't too far removed from people seeing Muda did what he did. Right. And then all of a sudden you got Flash Funk out there doing 450s. Yeah, he was on ECW you. at the... <laughs> There, there she is, the the twenty eighth entrant, Lily Bug, Lily Bug, Lily Bug. Hi, and Lily, Lily just bug. ran into the show. Hi, Say Lily hi, Bug. Are you the twenty eighth entrant? Yeah. Yeah. Well, here you come. You better run in. Burn. That's Vader. Oh. Definitely not Lily Buggies. That's Vader. Say Vader. He's got you by about 420 pounds. <laughs> Did you show Husky what you're carrying? What this is? What you got? Let me is that see. Your Spider-Man? It. Show him. Spider-Man. Oh, Spider-Man. I see. You like Spider-Man? Were you a good girl today? She had school. She went to school. She did all that. Uh, Axel went to heaven. Yes, he did. We say a lot. We say a lot. It's not tear-jerking at all. Not one (laughs) bit. (laughs) Axel was a good boy. He's a good boy, yeah. Yeah, I have a picture of him in a pool. I know, we're talking about Axel a lot. I love you so much. Why don't you go see what Mommy's doing? Say bye, Husky. Bye, Husky. Bye, Lilybug. Love you. Say love you. Night, Lilybug. Close the door on your way out. Say now you you hear you hear she was the twenty eighth entrance. So twenty eighth entrance. Bye, Lily. Oh, we're back to the countdown clock. Vader was number twenty eight. Sorry for that interruption, folks. I really do apologize. I can't really escape it right now. Those of you guys have toddlers know what I'm talking about. We don't apologize. It's Lilybug. She's doing weekly run-ins now. <laughs> And here he comes. Henry Godwin, number 29. So in the ring, you got Rocky Maivia, you got Terry Funk, you got Stone Cold, you got Mankind, you got Glenn Jacobs, you got Flash Funk, you got Brett, you got Vader, and now you got Henry Godwin. So they're starting to to pile up. We haven't had elimination in a little bit now. The last elimination was Jerry Lawler. Yeah. He was in there for four seconds. Flash Funk hangs on. Glenn Jacobs hangs on. Man, I tell you what, Henry Godwin's 
He throws a really good punch, or he's laying that shit in. Right. He's good laying Lord. him in. Flash Funk and Rocky Maivia basically have the same color blue on. Very sky blue. It's a lot of, I'll tell you what, 64,000, I'm still kind of shocked by that. Well, he was uh, Henry Oates from West Virginia. What part? He just, for all I know is he's from West Virginia. It just says West Virginia? Yeah, but they bill him from Arkansas. Got number 30 coming out here. We know who it is. The lights oh, go out in a Royal Rumble. Shit. Right. So people can get thrown out and you can jump right back in. Yeah, born it just says West Virginia. That makes that makes sense. Coming he had a well hell, he was Shanghai Pierce, Tex Slassinger. And WCW, then they did Southern Justice. I mean, that was a. He's had a rough person. He's had a rough personal life. I don't want. I don't want to go into Henry O'Cutlin too much. That poor guy. He's had a rough go of it. As I was reading through his Wikipedia, if that's accurate, Undertaker come out laying the fuck everyone out though. Yeah, there's, there's going to be some people fly. You know, some people are about to get eliminated. Stone Cold hanging in strong. By the way, yeah, you got remember he was he was the fifth entrance in this, so he's he's the workhorse. Vader just no sells a punch to the throat. He's gonna take a choke slam for his troubles. He got up though. You see Henry Goblin flying around like a madman though, throwing his wild punches. I bet he was a tough fucker though. Just a country. Like you know, just a fucking rough hillbilly fucking country boy. Yeah, they're really starting to pile up in the ring now. Basically, you have everyone from, well, Jerry Lawler. You have everyone from 23 on plus Brett and Stone, and Stone Cold. Oh, everyone, Flash Funk. Flash Funk was eliminated by Vader Flash phone class in six minutes and 12 seconds. A uh, funny tidbit Fader actually got Flash Funk in the business. Okay. Didn't know that. Yeah. I saw, actually, I, once saw a shoot, I once saw a shoot interview where Hatch, Flash Funk kept talking about getting hashed out. I thought that was <laughs> hilarious. I ain't heard that since the Portsmouth days. No, Steve. Hash. Steve put me over in that regard on the PPW show. Yeah, check out Steve Bounces, his boy Eric over the Pro, Positive Pro Wrestling Podcast, OPPW. Also, check out Tales of the Estate with Drew Bensel and his wife, Caitlin. I could never fill her shoes, but I definitely filled a role, hung out with Drew, so that was a lot of, a lot of fun. So check those episodes out. They uh, came out last week. I'll post links to them this week, too. Now, did you have to record from, like, the basement, and they let him – he wouldn't let you, but so far in, or – they have well they got the guest house okay with you know what i mean so it's 
I went in there and there was a setup already. Apparently, some of the help came in and set it up and sanitized it and everything. So, yeah, I had a private studio when I got there. Valet parking, you know, the whole the whole deal. So I, I, I was well taken care of. That's good. That's that was very kind of them. Right. The fillet was slightly overcooked. Oh, slight, just ever so slightly. You probably should have not said that because he'll fire, old boy. Now, but. The truffle butter he had for it was amazing. So, okay. Nothing but the best from the vessels. You, you, you guys know that. Out goes. Oh nope! I thought I went Phineas Goblin. I got had right there. I thought the Undertaker threw him out. Three hundred. Get him out of there because he's gonna fucking blacken someone's eye. <laughs> throwing, he's in there throwing live rounds. <clears throat> Not a bad rumble, though. No. Oh. Still a lot of shenanigans to take place. Man, mankind and uh, fake Diesel are going at it. The Rock and uh, Terry Funk's over there. Henry Goblin comes flying in on the Undertaker. Hmm. Yeah, this is definitely like the last of like the like cartoony. Big, well, I guess WrestleMania 13. Yeah, WrestleMania 13 wasn't really cartoony either, though. No. This is kind of the last of like the cartoony shits, right? One of them. Yeah. Like the logos for the pay-per-views. A lot of the weird characters. I feel like a lot of shit's going to go away here real soon. Henry oh. Godwin is out for sure now. He lasted six minutes and 11 seconds. He was eliminated by The Undertaker. Because he just flung his ass over the top rope. That's got to be a good feeling, just throw a human over a top rope like that. Well, they were like best buddies and shit, supposedly. Part of the BSK. Yeah. Bone Street crew. Back there playing Bones, drinking Jack, smoking dubs. Hillbilly Jam Comfort in him. The Rock's eliminated. Rocky Maivia is limited on Mankind. He lasted 13 minutes and one second. Mankind immediately turns his sights onto uh, Terry Funk. Oh. Terry misses the leg drop on the second rope. <laughs> <laughs> he hangs on for dear life. He's teeter-tottering on the rope. God bless Terry Funk. <laughs> Fuck he's, he's taking punches like a pendulum off the second rope. <laughs> And then he gets a man kind of, well, I thought it was going to eliminate Terry Funk there. He doesn't. They both go to the apron, crawl back in. God, what professionals. Terry's attempting to suplex Mankind back into the ring. And Mankind awkwardly just kind of slinks Terry Funk out. So man, Terry Funk was eliminated by Mankind. He lasted 15 minutes and 18 seconds. 53 years old. 53 years old. Did Mankind just get eliminated? He sure did. Mankind got eliminated by The Undertaker. He lasted 12 minutes and 20 seconds. Then him and Terry Funk just start fucking going at it for no reason. (laughs) Beautiful. Just absolutely awesome. So in the ring, you got Undertaker, Vader, Glenn Jacobs, Bret Hart, and Stone Cold. With Mankind trying to get back in the ring for no apparent reason at all. 
He got eliminated and started punching on Terry Funk and tried to go back in the ring. Stone Cold gets eliminated, but the refs don't see it. Stone Cold gets eliminated by Bret Hart, and the refs do not see it. They're on the outside dealing with Mankind and Terry Funk. Undertaker. Stone Cold comes back in, eliminates Vader and the Undertaker. As you see, Bret Hart eliminates Glenn Jacobs. And Stone Cold eliminates Bret Hart. That is your winner for the 1997 Royal Rumble. The refs did not see him get eliminated by Bret Hart. He curled back in the ring, eliminated three guys after Bret eliminated Glenn, De- Glenn, Glenn Diesel. We'll call him Glenn Diesel. After he yeah. eliminated Glenn Diesel. And he is your winner of the 1997 Royal Rumble. This shit had me absolutely flabbergasted at the time. Because how many times in life have you seen refs run up from the back like, no, 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 no. Yeah. But this time they don't do it. And only with the main event of WrestleMania on the line, too, by the way. Brett's going ballistic. And the, the promo that Austin cuts the next night on Raw is a uh, grill of monsoon where he tells him, we don't have instant replay, jackass. <laughs> <laughs> Brett's losing his goddamn mind. He thought he was the last one in. He thought eliminating Glenn, Glenn Diesel that he was going to, I sound like Dan Housen. When he eliminates Glenn Diesel, he was going to be the winner. He was going to take on the winner of the main event in Royal, at the WrestleMania. Fucking just shenanigans. Brett's going ballistic, going going Vince. Vince don't know what the fuck to do. Lawler's hiding behind Vince. (laughs) (laughs) JR speechless. JR trying to to explain what what happened. Oh, my God. What if that happened today? People lose their minds. Mm. I was lightweight losing my mind in 1997, to be honest. Right? That's good booking. Shawn Michaels later vacated the WF Championship on Thursday Raw special due to his and a controversial situation over the Royal Rumble ending. Steve Austin, Bret Hart, The Undertaker, and Vader were pitted against each other at In Your House 13 Final Four in a four corners match for the WF Championship. As a result, Stone Cold was the first Royal Rumble winner to not receive a WF Championship shot at the following WrestleMania since the stipulation was introduced in 1993. And Vader took a... uh... A chit, they hit him with the stairs and fucking gashed him good. Like it was a that was actually a fun pay per view. That final four was during the free for all pre event featuring Mini Vader and Mini Mankind. Vince McMahon inquired it if there was a Mini King in reference to Jerry the King Lawler, to which Lawler promptly reminded him that there were, in fact, many kings in form of cheesy, sleazy, and queasy at the 1994 Survivor Series. That's right. <laughs> uh, fun watch. I enjoyed that a lot. Uh, your thoughts on it? That was a good. That was a good rumble. Um, I, I think it's definitely in the top five. Top five, just for the storylines that it kind of tied together, and for the future angles it set up. I think it's uh, it's up there. It ranks really high. Yeah, and Stone Cold won three of these things, and yeah. we've now watched two of them. So I think it's only right that next week we watch 1998. 
I think you have to. I think you have to. We kind of did it out of order a little bit, but that's okay. I just thought of that on the spot. But yeah, this is Stone Cold's first uh, first Royal Rumble win. This is such a pivotal time, and yeah. just like wrestling in general, right? So yeah, really fun, really fun Rumble. I love the Mo Mascara spot. I love the ending. I love how Stone Cold was pulling some shit. He was still obviously a heel here. The fans weren't going nuts for him at all. Brett threw the ultimate tantrum at the end. I thought that was fun. Uh, Henry Godwin, Henry Godwin, I thought was like the short time he was in there was kind of a ball of fire. Maskers, obviously, but Austin, Austin lasted uh, 45 minutes and seven seconds. Bret Hart lasted 21 minutes and 42 seconds. Undertaker lasted six minutes and 46 seconds. Bader lasted 10 minutes and six seconds. And also Diesel lasted 17 minutes and 49 seconds. Believe it or not, as wild okay. as that is. Um, let's do some shout outs. I'm gonna go ahead and go first. Uh, Jeff and Scott are fully posed. Well, obviously, I waxed poetic last week. Those are my guys. Obviously, check them out. I talked about Steve, I talked about Drew and Caitlin, Steve and Eric, I should say. So, check out their podcast as well. Breaker and Bane, the power hour. I gotta get caught up a little bit. I'm behind, but I gotta watch this week. I just finished, you know, it's fake, right? With Dobro last week. That's how yeah. far behind I am right now. But he has uh, Eric Red, aka Eric Rowan, this week. So I think that's going to be probably a very fascinating episode because I'm sure they're going to be able to cover a lot of topics. Um, Justin Summers over at Wrestling Cheers. Uh, Travis Fowler and Breaker. Breaker only has 95. Breaker doesn't have enough podcasts. He has a TV toy cast with Travis Fowler. And we are going to, I haven't told you this yet, we're going to have Travis along soon, probably not next week, but soon, for a uh, watch-along. Okay. Well, we watch him. Or is he picking? We're gonna run a three-man booth, and we're gonna let you know what. We'll let him pick some. We got time. It's gonna be like an hour in length, though. Okay. We'll let him pick, but put the fucking handcuffs on him. I like you how go. you work. I like that's how you I work. Do. That's what I do. Take any pressure I can off myself and put it on someone else. I will do it. <laughs> uh, all the Ohio players, um, all my fellow Browns fans. I'm sorry. We're gonna get them again next year. We're gonna, we're gonna run it back. Uh, cleaner. Dobro should have probably 85 million followers. I say this all the time. It was referenced on you know it's fake, right? But he should. He's the nicest motherfucker alive. Sammy Evans tells me to have a good day every day. I appreciate that. Boot to the face, Rucker and Marty. Check them out as well. Huge AEW fans. Huge. (laughs) (laughs) They had a wild week on Twitter. I love them. I saw that tweet. I was like, well, that's going to be a problem. And just kept on scrolling. (laughs) Yep. Just just keep it moving. (laughs) All right, man. Go ahead and do your shout outs. Well, you've already shouted everybody out. Sorry. But no, that's all right. Yeah, uh, just thank everybody for listening. Everybody that, you know, watches these things with us. Deontay is watching the uh, the one we did with Harlem Heat. <clears throat> taking on the American Mills at Nitro. December of something. But uh, December of 95, I believe. But, uh, man, just shout out to Sam Finley. He's out there in these streets still, you know, um, just basically everybody that gives us some time, you know, gives us an hour out of their day. I appreciate it. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at BFrost28. Eric, drop the credentials, sir. You can follow me on Twitter at EricBrown740, but of course, always follow the show on Twitter, IG, and TikTok by searching at Doing the Favor. We have a website. We haven't been as active. So I'm half-assed promoting it, but we will bring it back to life. We'll see. I got some things in my mind I like maybe to do with that. Uh, check out 
all our podcasts. We might come with a sports podcast this week, preview the NFL playoffs, we'll see if we may possibly get that in, in the next couple of days, depending on what our schedules are like. But thank you guys all so much for listening, supporting. We really, really, really appreciate it. Let's have a fucking dope 2022. Absolutely. And with that, good night and God bless. Yeah. Hey. It goes one, two, three into the foe. Erica Barrier up with ETF and that's for show. If you don't come correct, you get your ass full. So take a minute and chill until the next episode. Doing the favor, always bringing the heat. That's why Barry got your girl doing legwork in the sheets. My dude Eric holding down for the streets. Them Ohio players got the ears to the beat. Gotta say that we appreciate the time Whether you're on the job or trying to unwind Just a few more days until we're back live Shit, we'll be your lifeline I know you feel me on the mic with the flavor Let it marinate in something to savor We ball so hard, this is a layoff Until the next time, doing the favor Yeah, doing the favor Doing the favor. Uh, doing the favor. Until next time, doing the favor.